You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Winning season has officially returned. And with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a season better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Ladies and gents, I give you the love, the love. Been a while since we talked to our man, Glenn Eunice, director of the Ed Reed Foundation, former Sirius XM radio host, and a man who just is trying to make it with two young kids in life. What's up, G-Unit? How you doing? This is how's, how's, how's fatherhood treating you? Your youngest is how old now? Four months. Oh, my God. Well? Uh, two girls like you? Uh... You know the struggle. The struggle's real. The struggle's real, yeah. Uh, but sure. it's all good, man. Every Thank God everyone's healthy and happy, and it's all good. So, uh, so it's, you're, it's difficult, but we're making it. So you're going to keep the young one? Because, you know, the return yeah, we'll period is six months on those. You oh, get, really? Yeah, no, it's a free of charge. Uh, you just turn them back <laughs> into the hospital. Uh, they find yeah. a loving family that'll take the baby. Uh, you know, lock, stock, and barrel. You just have to deal with the absolute shame and, you know. Yeah, right. You devastation. Your child? <laughs> Yeah, I gave it yeah. up. Well, you know, have you guys is... ever had a three-year-old and a four-month-old? Oh, uh, no. tr- yeah. Trust me, and there are times as a parent when you seriously go, "What if? What? Yeah, whose what? idea was this? What if you could actually <laughs> return this creature and say, you know what? Knowing that, hey, guess what? They're going to be fine. They'll be taken care yeah. of, and they're too young." Yeah. They would have never remembered that somebody else had them at first. Like, that so thought I, I has to cross them. people's minds. I want to keep them. I just don't want to necessarily raise them all the way. I just want to hire help for everything. I want to kiss them in the morning, kiss them at night, you know, maybe take them on some bail. I want help. I want all the help. I want a nanny for me, one for each kid, the wife. I, I want I want filters and 
buffers and uh, but in real life, you know, my wife and I are managing, and yeah. the four month old is great, and the three year old's a firecracker. It's all good. It. You know, I uh, I was reminded of the preciousness and the precociousness of young mm. children on mm. vacation last week in Hilton Head, South Carolina, because Hilton Head is a very family oriented resort area so i saw so many of these little monsters and they cracked me up when they're not yours they're awesome yes they they cracked me up and yet at the same time it reminded me of why trying to earn father of the year points is absolute folly you'll never win that race it is a sucker's game i saw a young dad and mom Sitting outside having lunch in Harbortown with, count them, yeah. Glenn, three boys under the age of eight, probably eight, five, and three, and then yeah. twin girls who were probably six months old, and the two yeah. of them were somehow fighting through lunch to go ahead and have a family experience. I'm like, look at this fucking guy. And he was in shape and he was good looking. I'm like, I'd never beat him in father of the year points. Never. I mean, so there's a couple takes there. One, that's impossible. I don't know how you, we can't do it. We went to the club, like whatever it Saturday or Friday. It's not for, impossible. I saw it with my own eyes. I stared I mean, at it's it. Impossible I got that. I took a, I took a picture to the horror of my youngest daughter going, did you just take a creepy photo? And I go, oh. I had to document this guy. Cause look at this family. I mean, we, we literally, the, the four-month-old can't move yet, right? And we still hardly can go to dinner outside at the club when there's nobody there on a Thursday. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, we, we have difficulty. Okay. But the, father, the point of the father of the year thing, where I took it was, do you mean with the kids or with the wife? Because there's no way you're no, going to no. get any points. No, that's, hus- that's a different race. That's husband okay. of the year. That race doesn't exist in my life because my race is, I'm going to get in trouble. I might as well earn it because I'm going to get in trouble for something. I'd rather at least like earn that trouble. The father of the year stuff, I think that's attainable. The husband of the year, that is out no, the window. No, not, neither one of those is attainable because <laughs> there's always some douchebag or some simp who is yeah. doing more for his wife than you are. And you'll, you, I mean, yeah, you could be top. I try. You could be top 50, maybe. If you're lucky. But here's another thing when it comes to dads and their little kids. I saw another couple riding their bicycles early in the morning out in Hilton Head, and they had a tiny toddler. The guy did. The dad did. Tiny toddler in a little plastic bucket seat on the back of the bike. And the toddler's head was either too tired or too weak to be fully upright. So the dad had one arm. He had one arm, Glenn, you know, pulled behind Back him. behind him. Yeah, yeah. Holding the child's head up as he yeah. biked down the path. And I'm like, okay, this is the dumbest shit ever. Why would you put your kid at risk? Because no matter what straps or buckles he has in there, it's a tiny little puddle of mud yeah, that right. you're racing around in in a fucking bike. Have one of you bike. The other one stay home with the toddler. Yeah. I mean, so my idea, so then my idea of getting electric bikes and putting like little, like, uh, <laughs> like little baby carrier three wheeler things on the back of them to ride them to the beach is not a good idea. Well, I guess what, okay. it's lower to the ground and it's contained. Those, you know, the baby cabooses are yeah, a different you, story. Good. 
because yeah. they're closer to the ground and there is some sort of protection to keep yep. them from bouncing out. Now, and we're talking three blocks, four blocks. We're not talking right. like you know two miles or five miles. We're talking, w- you know. Yeah, I would. I would say this: if your child can't remember what the activity was, don't do it with. Don't your child. do it. it I right. agree. That, you know what? Good. 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 <laughs> Get a nanny or have one parent or an uncle or an aunt watch the kids. Otherwise, you're wasting or your time. Or give them away, like yeah. you said at the beginning. Or just give them away. Yeah. Well, not give them away. I return them gently <laughs> oh, to the hospital sorry. from whence it's they came. It's not a Sony camera. It's exactly. not a Sony camera. It's a human. By the you way, give them away. I made a lot of returns today. Holy cow. You'd be, <laughs> be proud of me. Amazon, look out. Adorama.com, look out. Were you the guy that went to the buffet in college and shared? Because that like cr- the, the returning stuff and the sharing at all you can eat that stuff cringes. I've never. I don't know why the, the Andy would be good with this. You might not even know this word. The schnorra in me never came out. That's I've never. I would. I'm speaking Italian uh, or Yiddish. Uh, I, I, I've never been that person. You you are you you're that person, aren't you? You're the sharer at the all you can eat. Ah, uh, yeah. I suppose I might be. God, sorry. I'm a, what did you say? It's sh- not schnorrer. But it's a snore. It's like a snora is how they snore. Schnorra. It's like snore. The snore. It's like a. It's like a, a mooch, a leech, a cheapskate. Uh, Andy can explain it. I'm I'm a honorary Jew. I'm not a real Jew. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Andy will. This is for next week. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of awards, before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's appearance. Um, yeah. So there's Father of the Year. There's Husband yeah. of the Year. <laughs> Did you know about the Larry David Award? You know, I, I, I don't know about it, and so, I'd love to because so, I love him. Okay, so Billy Andrade, who's now on the senior tour, sure won the Payne Stewart Award, which is for his like community service and being a good, good person. Humanitarian, right. yeah. So they had Larry David cut a congratulatory video in honor <laughs> of Billy Andrade winning this. Are you Perfect. ready? Are you Can't ready wait. for this? Okay. Billy! Hey! <laughs> Congratulations. I heard you won the Payne Stewart Award. That's fantastic news. So well deserved. And you know what's interesting is that you were one of the finalists for the Larry David Most Selfish Man in the World Award. You know, you were, it was right down to you and a couple of other people. Of course, I won it for the 35th year in a row. So it's, it's pretty tough to beat me there. Pretty but tough to beat me. You got to be a little bit more of an asshole. That's the only advice I can give you. Um, we'll invite you to the dinner. It's a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of selfish people talking about themselves. People who've never done anything for anyone ever in their lives. Very interesting. (laughs) He couldn't even finish it. Uh, How classic is that? You can hear the smile on his face as he's saying it, and you know how Larry goes. It's sort of spur of the moment, whatever's off the top of his head. He was definitely ad-libbing that. That is fucking brilliant. Yeah. That's so good. God, Larry David's the best. Yeah, he is good. So I wanted to That's have an so overarching theme today with our yeah. visit, since you have dealt with professional athletes, the good, the bad, mm-hmm. and the in-between. Ed Reed yes. is obviously one of the good guys out there, but – You know, pro athletes think in a way that we as civilians don't even understand. Is that fair to say? So fair. And the bigger you get and the more influenced you are by the current age and social media, 
the fucking crazier you can be. And there is no team that is embodying more crazy right now than the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. All right? right. You ready? This is great. Ryan Rossillo was on Pardon My Take, and he had the best, most cut-through-the-bullshit analysis of what's going on with the Nets. Here he was. To sign a four-year deal and then be like, fire everyone that I hired, it's tough. Yeah, those guys didn't want Atkinson around because they didn't want to be coached. So then they decide, hey, let's bring in Steve Nash so he'll just have the perfect demeanor, perfect personality. He's not going to push these guys. And now um, they don't want him. And then it's like, so wait, Sean Marks is the guy when you, you basically were like, hey, sign DeAndre Jordan, who shouldn't even have gotten the contract, but he got the buddy deal. Yeah. And so you're getting everything you want, and then you still want everybody fired. Yeah. Here's, here's how I would sum it up. Just play in the fucking basketball games, yeah. and maybe things will work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay? They're still I, I mean, really this, good. This Nets story, I'm, I've had it. Like, Kyrie, people finally found out what happened here. They were still going to give him the max. Yeah. And they just wanted a games played stipulation. Yeah. He's like, nah, man, can't control, can't, you know, can't control me. But like, do you mind playing? Right. Is there any way if we give you this four year extension? Whoops. You just, we're going to play in more games. And so I have no sympathy for any of those guys. Whenever I see anybody on TV being like, well, you know, they could have done a better job with their bi level exception. And I'm like, stop fucking talking it's about one thing the guys don't play in enough games and if they did you're right yeah this team would actually be pretty good really good i mean how beautiful is that glenn it's unbelievable i mean it's exactly first off okay there's no way that these guys are just going to play ball anymore we've given them way too much authority we've given them the ability to hire coaches we've been given them the ability to sign their friends i mean look at Okay. See, people think that this is this is a right now thing. Do you remember um, uh, when LeBron played with the Cavs? Yeah. And there was there was a kid on his team, the center. I can't remember. I want to say Tim Thomas it wasn't Tim Thomas because that's too long ago. Anyway, he signed with LeBron's agency and then got a max deal. Tristan LeBron... Thompson. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Ding ding. <laughs> you mean this one of been... the one of the part time Kardashian men? Yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah, those guys, the Kardashians, yeah, they're amazing. Uh, untold stories on Netflix. Bruce Jenner haven't started it. Only saw like five minutes, Ooh. but it looks to be good. Ooh, yeah, okay. that's a good little, little side note. Right. Um, this has been going on for a while when we give these guys power. And LeBron James' business partner, who's, by the way, supposed to be a really good dude, agent. Um, and they sign these guys, and then they get the bro deal all the time. What do you expect? You give a guy an inch, they're going to take a mile. I'm not saying I back Durant and uh, – Who's the flat earther? Kyrie Irving. By the way, Kyrie I, Irving. I'm, I'm looking right now. I just wanted to make sure about this because yeah. in my head I go, wait a minute. Is Kyrie still a Brooklyn net? Because no. I'm like, did he get traded? And then I looked it up and I'm like, nope, he's still a net. But this crossed yeah. literally an hour ago on Monday as we taped this. Nets reportedly intend to keep Kyrie Irving. Oh, and I thought he was going. No, they, the Nets are now making it clear to rival teams, according to Shams Cherinia of The Athletic, that they intend to keep Kyrie Irving. Listen, the NBA is a player's league, okay? The NFL is an owner's league. People get pissed either way, right? And obviously, just like politics, far left, cuckoo bird, far right, cuckoo bird. Somewhere in the middle is where everything lives. When we have a full-time owner's league, it's a little bit nuts, NFL. When you have a full-time players league, NBA, it's a little bit nuts. 
You can't I have think these it's, guys. I think it's way more than a little bit nuts. Because Rasilla was dead on and everything. This fucking asshole, Kevin Durant. <laughs> hey, hire him. Do this. Do that. Okay, cater to me. Now it's like. Oh, don't like him. Yeah, fuck it. Now fire his ass. I mean, these are livelihoods. Careers. Well, it's also children's We're talking play. about. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's and it's the emotions of a, you know, it's, it's listen, the emotions run high and you got to be at a whim. But like, you, you, you I, I hate to bring the NFL analogy into it, but look at the Steelers. They're sort of take it easy, steady as she goes, and they're always pretty successful. There's not a lot of overturn, turnover. In, in the NBA, it's different, NHL different. There's fast turnover with coaches. But you can't – these players are too involved. I don't, I'm not going to segue to Lamar, but when you're doing your own deals, you get too involved. It's too, you need to have an arm's length. And, and when Durant and Kyrie are making decisions, they're not at arm's length. They need to be focused on playing. It's too much. Well, they, they also they make terrible, they also make terrible decisions. Of when it course. comes to being a GM and they misallocate funds right. because, oh, sign my buddy. He's a great guy. I'll make sure to get, get you paid. You just got to come here. By the way, Tristan That's Thompson, the league we're in. Tristan Thompson was knocking around as about a $5 million a year player. when uh, Averaging for, like five rebounds a game or something. Basically. And then LeBron comes in and says, you need to pay this guy. Next thing you know, he's a 15, 16, $17 million a year fucking player, and he couldn't put the ball in the ocean from the end of the pier. And that was like five, seven years ago. It wasn't even like Yeah, it was, 20, it was, it was 2015, yeah. Right. I mean, come on, you know. So, so yeah, anyway. I mean, that's that's it, a player-run league. This is, And it makes it hard to be an NBA fan. It really does because the league the is such though. a fucking joke. Now, the athleticism is something else. Though, oh, buddy. I know. I know. And I listen, I enjoy That's the, the NBA. I enjoy it. I don't take it seriously. Yeah, I consume well, well it mostly in the spring when the playoffs are here. And I let yeah. it just sort of burn in the background like a Yule log on TV when the season starts around, you know, November or whenever. I guess early November is when they start. Hockey early October. Yep. And we're going to be getting there pretty yep. close. So it seems like the Nets have kicked the can down the road as far as they can. On unraveling this ball of yarn, but tick tock, tick tock, it's almost September. They got to figure out what the fuck they're doing. Well, these are also explosive personalities outside of like just being in New York. You know, they, they they've been a little bit, but the burner accounts and the oh yeah, I mean Ky, Kyrie is a full eccentric dude by himself. Durant was always teetering on like, do we really love him or is this guy like have a really good persona? But deep down, he's kind of twisted, and I think it's coming out. It's the latter. And Kyrie's always been sort of an eccentric, interesting dude. Uh, putting them together in New York, then the COVID rules and the non-vax for Kyrie, and it's just spiraled. Yeah. Adding into the fact that they're making twenty-some million each, and it's a players' league, like they think they have carte blanche to do anything, and look what happens: it turns into a dumpster fire. Winning season has officially returned, and with NFL preseason live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a seasoned better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. 
bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Speaking of power plays and athletes who wield that power... There's an interesting wrinkle now in the live tour saga with the PGA. And that involves one Eldrick T. Woods. Alan Shipnuck did great reporting on this in that he said what happened when Tiger flew in for the first stage of the FedEx Cup playoffs in Memphis to talk to a number of high-ranking tour players, it wasn't just a rah-rah rally like, hey, guys, stick with the PGA Tour. They're the best. They'll take care of you. Apparently, according to Shipnuck, it was to tell the players, hey, there's an alternate possibility in play that could be developing, and that is one of my rich buddies, J.P. McManus, over in Europe, who's like a billionaire, may try to buy, excuse my voice, may try to buy an equity stake of sorts in the PGA Tour and then create upwards of 18 no-cut monster money events within the tour. So in other words, Glenn, a live inside the tour. So we'd have two live tours, one a parasite living within the tour structure, the other one being on the outside funded by Saudi money. And it would be kind of the same thing. And it would be even worse for golf. But here's the rub. Tiger would get a piece of it as sort of the shadow commissioner. Oh, yeah. To the tune of a billion or two or three. And I he just, would be, I just he said, would be the new Greg Norman. I would, right. Except here's the thing he's not trying to necessarily ruin the tour. He's not trying to get Jay Monahan ousted. Hell, Tiger doesn't have the time for all those meetings and all the emails. He just wants to create nested within yes. the tour a parasitic pseudo live funded by private equity billionaires who yep. give the players a cut of this tumor. It's the same program. It's just inside the PGA <laughs> yes. tour. And he, yes. it's, and, and, and it's all, it's funded by a deep pockets, the European billionaire instead of a Saudi, you know, trillionaire and, and other, um, and his other billionaire friends. And it would that, right. create more of yeah. an equity stake with the players where they would get more for this. And I mean, it's yeah. not the but worst. They'd, they'd be getting guaranteed money. It'd be yes. no cut. It'd be about the, the way I read it. And, and it's, it, you know, to sum it up is, It'd be a pair of WGC events each month each inside month? of the yeah. – Each month. It basically uh, – That's you know, 18 uh, – January to yeah. August. That's 18 WGC events 
which is more Kofi? events. It's more events than most tour players want to play. They want to play That's about anyway. 14 times yeah, right, plus right. the majors at most or 10 plus four. Did you hear what um, what Golf Week in uh, USA Today are reporting, though? No. About what Tiger – oh, dude. This is like coming in hot Monday, Tuesday. Like right now as we're talking. All right. Tiger Rory to launch one-day stadium event for top PGA stars. Let me just read this to you. Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy are spearheading a new venture that will have the world's top golfers competing against each other in a non-green grass stadium environment, Golf Week has learned. Multiple sources say a series of events will be held in partnership with the PGA Tour and that more specifics could be announced by Commissioner Jay Monahan this week at the Tour Championship. <laughs> One-day event designed to com- uh, to complement the PGA Tour schedule, stadium will launch event. stadium indoors. What, what like, are what they going to do? Hit hit six irons into the upper deck at Coors Early Field. Thinking suggests the showdowns, which will be technology forward and staged with a live audience, could run January through March. Listen, it's like in, indoor top golf. What's happening? It, What's happening? Well, it, you know, it's. I mean, look, they're getting creative. None of this is a bad residue of the live tour. It's forcing the tour to find more money to pay these players to change some of their policies and practices and to get creative to present the game in a hipper fashion. I'm for all of that. Glenn, some people think that I'm some kind of, you know, anti live fanatic. I'm not, I just say it's a dumb idea. That's got a lot of money behind it that eventually won't fly. But what it's doing is potentially positive. What I find fascinating though, is that tiger laying back, looking at the billion-dollar offer, give or take, that was rumored to be presented to him from Norman, turning that down to go, you know what, strokes chin? I'll just make it over here. I've got a larger play in place for maybe $5 when it's all said and done, Mm. and I'm going to circle around the now-wounded PGA Tour like a vulture. Seeing yeah, I mean, that the it's, tour it's, it's is wounded, opportunistic. it's very opportunistic. But may I be the old man on the porch shaking my fist? Can I just watch regular golf? I actually enjoy the hell out of it. And I, I don't I, know if I ratings don't. are dropping or not. I, I happen no, to just like golf the way it is. Ratings, uh, are, I, I, ratings are like NHL ratings for golf. Yeah, they, 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 fine. They, live, they live down at the bottom of the aquarium tank. Okay, near the <laughs> near the near the Playco cat, all right, and yeah, the, the stupid sediment. and the st- yeah. and the stupid little treasure chest that opens and closes. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the ratings are. Only when Tiger was at his peak did the ratings float up to about a yeah. halfway to the top of the tank. So they are what they are. They're not struggling for sponsorship dollars from TV. They're not particularly struggling for corporate sponsors of events, although that's a constant challenge. Right. And if we go into full-blown recession, that'll be a bigger challenge. But it, there's not really a problem with the tour model. Other than that, there's people that want to disrupt it. And that's well, part you know of the that world. Seven, seven guys are apparently going to defect this weekend after the tour championship. That's what I've heard. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I don't give a shit about any of them because, see, at the end of the day, as a golf nerd, I just want to watch yeah. golf that makes sense to me, that is on television without having to stream it on YouTube. And yeah. has good players. Like, look who's in the tour championship now. There's guys like C.T. Pan and Brian Harmon. And no disrespect to these guys, but this is the essential problem that created the Live Tour. These top yeah. players like Brooks Kepke are like, 
Who are these assholes nobody cares about that I can't beat every week? Yeah. Because that's the nature of golf. Well, so, uh, yes. Scott Piercy is a scrub, yet he can beat DeChambeau seven out of ten weeks if he's hot and DeChambeau's cold. And, but that, but, but just like, and I don't know if you saw the, the thing on English Premier League where they wanted to build this super pact and get out of the... Uh, oh, I remember league. that failed gambit. Okay. Similar and concept. Exactly. And it's because it takes out the, oh, shit, we just got upset out of right. it. And, and Pete, that, that's the drama. And so we're, we're seeing that in golf now being taken away. But the, the live golf thing, I don't mind the shakeup either. And I don't mind getting young. But where I think they've missed it, and I'm segueing into a couple things here, is, is I want to hear more of the inter- – and my buddy Jason and I have talked about this for years because we're golf nerds. Yeah. I want to hear the fucking caddies and the players going back and forth. I don't need to hear the annou- – and by the way, the announcers don't over-talk in golf like they do in other sports. But I want to hear that interplay, that background. I don't need to see the whatever they call it on the side screen of the live. I don't need that like it's F1. Yeah, that, that, right. that I don't need. The standing. It doesn't move that fast. No. Even though they're all playing at the same time, I don't need that. They, <laughs> they call it something. Um, the board or whatever. The, the, the big I board. I don't need all that. Right. I don't need whatever. And they, so, and they use short letter abbreviations and colors to make you yeah. learn who they are and what fucking stupid team they are. Team on. they're on. Yeah, the correct. Aces, I don't care. The yeah, Nimbics, the Smashers. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's yeah. a very Formula One thing. It's a very European international thing. Speaking of the, uh, you know, the foreplay or the foreplay, the, uh, what are we uh, let's talk foreplay. Not the foreplay, the interplay. <laughs> Yes. The interplay between player and caddy. This That's what I want. Okay. The T-box sounds. The guy's talking, mucking it up between the players. I want all that. Yeah. Except the problem is then you get into trouble because people hear shit that was not meant to be broadcast. Like with this PGA Tour live feature they rolled out, yep. I think, two years ago, where they would have coverage beyond the TV window of yep. every group and every hole starting at like 7 a.m. They would have mm. live mics Love picking it. stuff up that people didn't want out and then they would post to social media and the tour would quickly swoop in and say, take that off. We own the rights to that. There was a time in which somebody hit into Rory Sabatini, the biggest asshole, the on biggest tour. jerk in the, yeah. And, and they, and they were like, Oh shit, is that Rory up there? Meaning Sabatini. And they're like, fuck, I just hit into the worst guy. <laughs> He's going to yeah. be so pissed. And it was funny and it was genuine. And they quickly took it down because makes the players look bad. But here was a good one between Jordan Spieth and his caddy, Michael Greller, it was over the weekend. You saw this and specifically I said, I want to talk about it. I'm going to play it. I have an analogy uh, okay. to use as well. And you can tell me if, you, if the analogy rings true or if it needs work. Here we go. I mean, this is the same as that where I was in yesterday. So if I strike it well, it gets up. It's on the green. He's in a bunker, fairway bunker. He's probably got 140 yards to the green, but a big lip in front of him and a pond, a yeah. pond, a pond Six fronting the green. Yeah, I know. What's wrong with hitting right here, having a wedge to 15 feet? That's Greller immediately saying, I don't even no. like the fact you're <laughs> yeah. thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. Listen to that. Yeah, I know. And then what's wrong with this? But he has to soft sell it. You yes. have to soft sell it as a caddy in that. You can't be like, absolutely no. You don't want to fuck up your guy's head, but you got to give him a subtle suggestion otherwise. Right. You can't go, no, this has double written all over it. Here's yeah. the wedge. No, nah, bro, up. you're going in the drink. Bro. Yeah, you can't say that. Right. Yeah, I know. What's wrong with hitting right here, having a wedge to 15 feet? Because I think that if I'm 
prioritize getting it up and it comes out either fat or doesn't quite and it kind of hits the grass, the chances of it going up into that water are so slim, like it would be short and then I would hit the same wedge shot 20 feet right. But I think I can get it up and out and, and or... Turn. This is foreplay for me. Hit a nine to the right, but I still think going long is better. I think I'm just trying to hit it really high. You want to see how a nine feels at that right bunker? So another gentle suggestion where he's like, right. okay, I don't like that <laughs> thinking. How about a nine iron over here? A little safer. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, here's yeah, my analogy. Yeah. This is yeah. a guy, this is a married man <laughs> trying to convince his wife that they should buy a pair of jet skis. Oh, oh no, you see, honey, I mean, look, the, the, Kawasaki has a deal right now. It's a buy one, get one free. Uh, we don't start payments for four months. I can store them in our Uncle Jerry's garage, which is out the there by the it. lake. Oh, my God, the kids will love it. And your wife's like, I don't know, kind of $10,000 each. Oh, I think that, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. <laughs> I'm still going at the middle of the green, you know? I mean, we're going to get that big refund anyway from our tax return. I'm on an upslope. Just trying to throw it straight up in the air. As long as yeah. you think that that gets enough. It's nah. not supposed to be a hurt wind, right? Yeah, if anything, it is a touch of hurt. On this Here. angle? A little bit hurt. You want to see the compass? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now they go to the compass. I have a question on this. I, I didn't know you were allowed to have a compass. I didn't know you were allowed. You're not allowed to have a wind gauge. I know nope, that because... You're not allowed to have a gun. You can't shoot the distance. Right. Well, you can't have a laser range yeah. finder. Uh, yeah. Oh, or, excuse me. I, I'm not even sure you're allowed to use your phone. Like, you can't know, use dude. GPS stuff either on the course. No. So maybe he goes he has over. Like a little wind. Maybe he has like a non electric. Like, this angle would be pretty neutral, wouldn't it? So he goes over. He looks at, I guess they map the prevailing wind of the day according to the weather reports. And then they yeah. bring a compass. And they get a sense of, well, what direction are we actually pointing now? Yeah. Stand into it and see. Still going to do it and see. I, I just feel like that's a cool Tuesday, Wednesday shot. I mean, what's... I, I don't... I, I... <laughs> he yeah. says, I think that's a cool Tuesday or Wednesday shot, which Amazing. is the firmest pushback yet from Greller to go, <laughs> bro, it's Sunday. We're playing for money today. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's your wife going, I think it's better for Uncle Jerry to own jet skis. We're not going to use them that much. I, I just feel like that's a cool Tuesday, Wednesday shop. <laughs> I don't, I, I actually think it can do it. Like, and I think that the downside is almost the same. Okay? It's pure tin I mean, look, honey, if you don't like the it's jet skis, <laughs> we'll sell them. We'll make all our money back. On me, all right. Okay. All right. I trust you. All right, come on. I love that he says it's on me. Yep. He's like, okay, all right, I trust you. All right, good number. Yeah, that's a good number. Go for it. Well, guys, if you've ever heard of Chad, you got it. Here we go. This player, every which way possible out of hitting this shot, and you heard Jordan say, it's on him. Why does Grower even try? (laughs) Oh, this thing's floating. It's got to get up. That was drinkable. That was the shot that he didn't think he could hit. And that's what Greller was afraid of and trying to talk about. You guys him call a rules official for me. <laughs> call a rules official for me. Yeah. And, and call me a new caddy. What do you mean? I told you not to hit the shot. He laughed right away, Spieth, and said, I fatted it. So, yeah. in his worst case scenario, he didn't think of a simple fat shot. 
that would <laughs> land in the middle of the pond, which is where the thing ended. I mean, uh, so my my take on it is one, just from an audience standpoint, I love the back and forth. The psychology of Caddy having to play the instructional submissive to the sort of aggressive player. <laughs> instructional is, submissive. That's that sounds perfect. Yes. Uh, and and but the the beauty of it is both guys kept a good attitude about it and allowed the well, other one to say each other's piece. Right. And ultimately, Spieth's like, "Hey, babe, this is my rodeo." I feel like fucking around today. I'm going to hit this. And he's like, you know what? Go for it, babe. Good club. Let's go. And and I like that. It, it's very tin cup without all the attitude. And it's a little bit Mickelson. And I love the analysis. I love the analysis back and forth and how they play that. So I, it was interesting to me. Uh, the bonehead. No, it's fascinating. I, I've always, as a golfer, as a weekend hacker, tried to remind myself, Glenn, at all times, what is the worst that can happen? on a particular shot that if I'm trying to escape something or whatever, I then immediately say, is that really the worst that could happen? And then I think of something even worse because there's any number of bad outcomes when you're a weekend hacker. For example, I'm just going to punch out here through these trees. What's the worst that can happen? It hits the tree and goes straight down and I got one more shot to punch out. No, the worst that can happen is it ricochets left into waist high grass (laughs) and you don't even find it. And now you're hitting five. That's the worst that can happen. I I played caves last week and like one of the very early shots, I was in trouble and I tried to do something I shouldn't have. And I said to my caddy, I go, Hey, pull me off that. Like, let's just play nice, easy golf here. I should have just laid up. So the next time I was in the rough, I was like, he's like two Oh five. You kind of got a shot at it. And I go, Hey, I'm just going to pull a six iron here and just lay it up. And he's like, that's the right play. I go put that in my head every time, please. And so, you know, I, I said, him early course like hey listen i just want to play decent today i don't need to you know jordan speed this shot an 88 but like that's the truth it's like hey just take your medicine and keep going at our level i mean at my level i stuck but at my level like i gotta take my medicine i i can't i can't fuss around the worst case scenario that can happen will most likely happen when i get behind the ball now there's one like, other thing and before we move on and i'm sure yeah. people who hate golf will be like you spent 20 minutes on golf and today. Oh, sorry Okay, fuck off if you feel that way. Or just yeah. fast forward and just don't listen to this. There was an audio clip of Matthew Fitzpatrick at the <laughs> Masters on 13 with his caddy. I don't know if you heard I haven't. This. I'd love to hear it. Okay. Billy Foster, longtime looper. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This was fucking great. It's hard to understand because of the fact Foster's that, well, they're British. Like, right. Yeah. But basically... Fitzpatrick's in the middle of the fairway and he's thinking, do I go for it or lay up, go for it or lay up. Finally, then the caddy says, look, we've both thought about it, decided it's the right place. So get on with it. I love it. And then Fitzpatrick quips back. Oh, sorry. You in a rush? (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Which is great. And you know, this is all the working relationship between player and caddy. Let's move on. Shall we? Did you see the bloody face clip? from MMA over the weekend. I did. I, I The first thought is it looks... Okay, so a couple things. I I don't watch MMA. I Why think it's not? gross. I think it's white trash. I think it's gross. It's too much for me. The women's MMA is like triple that. I've been to an MMA fight in person years ago in Maryland. Uh, a friend of a friend was fighting in the main event, and it it's just not my thing. No offense. Uh, I know people love it. 
it, maybe I'm not man. It just seems trashy to me. Uh, I, it's just, but yeah, the bloody face so, thing though, it looked so sexual. All right, so like, here, it, here's it what sexual. happened. Uh, look it up. UFC middleweight champion Luke Rockhold, 37 years old, which I think is 115 in MMA years. 37-year-old <laughs> Luke Rockhold is fighting this guy, Paulo Costa. Paula Costo. Paula Costo. Uh, who's Same. got, yeah, whatever. I just want to set this up for the people. That, <laughs> yeah. And so they're, they're t- he's losing the bout, right? And he can't muster any more strength. But his nose is bleeding profusely. Oh, so God. instead of continuing to fight in this death clench, he puts his face and bloody nose all over Costa's and smears it with his face, almost like he's kissing him and making out with him. It's so sexual. I mean, this is what's funny is that MMA and UFC worked hard to try to escape its early days image of being human cockfighting. Right. And now you have this clip, which is only going to reinforce it further. But he figured, well, I'm losing the bout. I'm 37. He retired immediately after this match. He's like, fuck it, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. His last moment was to try to bleed his opponent to death by pleading on him. Well, the clip I saw, the announcer, and it might have been Rogan, was like, oh, that's hysterical. (laughs) Or that's, he said something. I mean, it was like. I don't know, man. It, it's just too much for me, Zabe. I, that's not my scene at all. If somebody but, said, if somebody said, price this job for me, I want you to naked, re, not naked, but t- you know, just in the same MMA gear, so shirtless yeah, yeah. with shorts. I, I don't. That, none of that. That stuff's fine. I'll do it. I want you to death wrestle another man, and yeah. I'm going to poke something up your nose to make it bleed profusely. You need to replicate that scene. What is a price on that for God, you? Because because everyone's got their price. You know yeah, that, I Glenn. I, I 100%. I would What's the price? $1,000? but I'm a, No, God, come on. $5,000. No, 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 no. no. 50 bucks. Half a million bucks. A half do a million I would, dollars. No, quarter, quarter, uh, 250 grand. I do it for 250 grand. I do really? it for 250 grand. Okay. Yes. That's a that's a high I, bar right there. You're not uh, not a homophobic, are you? No, I just don't want to. I, I, no, I, why I would just, I want my nose to bleed and rub my no, blood on somebody? Like what? I don't know. Like if it was like for charity, would I MMA like wrestle my best friend with same level and we would just go out there for two minutes and die? I would do that for free. Okay. I've wrestled my friend. Like my buddies are all into that shit, jujitsu and stuff, and we used to get drunk and wrestle in my condos and stuff. Like that. That part's easy. Like Glenn yeah. Sr. wrestled. He 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 taught me how to wrestle a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but can I? I know we're in golf and we need to get away from it. But can I rant about the uh, the the tour championship? Just the format of it, real quick, for ten yes. seconds. Ten seconds, because again, people I don't like that Scheffler starts at ten under the last couple years, and then it's eight under, and then six under. Look, I understand it's a season long points race, and. You have to be in the top right. 125 and All then right. the top 80 Hold and then on. the blah, 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 blah. For those right? that don't know, the tour championship, the finale of the tour season is this coming weekend. And the only the top 30 have advanced to the final you know, tournament. Correct. But in order to make it easier for people to understand who's winning, they start Scheffler because he's got more points two strokes ahead 
of I think Patrick Cantley. I'm not sure what the that's right. Are. Who's at eight under? That's right. right. And so it's a staggered start, kind of like in track and field, where the outside yeah. lanes, because it's slightly longer to run, get For a qualifying. staggered advantage. Yeah. I yeah. I have no it's problem. It's like NASCAR. I have it's no like the NASCAR points. I have no that's problem with that. I don't know I why don't it bothers any, you. I don't have any problem with it leading up to the championship. But at some point in the playoffs, you want to make it simple. You want to make it even. Wins wins, right? But whoever if, wins wins, right? But it's a season long points race, and you have to get in. And then inside of that season long points race, it's another points race okay. to make cuts and points to get to the next level, well, next level, next level. I get it. But now it's the bottom thirty. Fuck it. You guys are the top thirty players. Just go play, and whoever wins in these four days, you win fifteen million. Well, you you've you've hit upon the essential tension between how American sports want their playoffs to be. Do you want them to be a virtual reward for the best teams all year to win the championship? Or do you want it to be a truly random second season where it's like a demolition derby where you don't know who's going to win? And I it, want you to it, all have a season and fight, right? Right. And then you can even fight again, like in this FedEx Cup playoffs. But once you get to a certain point, then it's a free for all. So then, yes. if a guy, so if CT Pan wins the tour championship in the eighteen Great. million, give it to him. And guess what? I'd have no problem with that either, because I don't. You know, I've always said rules can be whatever you want them to be. That's in right. Sports. So uh, if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. That, but a lot of people don't like that. They want to see the guy. They're like Scheffler dominated this year. It's a joke that CT Pan won the Tour Championship. This is the same as it is in say sports like college basketball, where the one and done sixty four team pileup is a bit too random for some people. Baseball can be too random. They took a step in the other direction yeah. by doing this three games all in your home park first yep. round format, which I'm also fine with, but everyone's different in terms of what they like. Do you want but to like, see the best teams have the finger on the scale, so to speak, in the playoffs to make it to the championship or not? I mean, it, Scheffler at 10 under, only the top five or seven guys really have a chance to win, right? Like the 30th guy, he's starting 10 back. You're not yeah. making that up. Yeah. So you want to yeah. give Scheffler a bump, give him two strokes on the field, and give another guy, another three guys, one stroke. But that ten strokes, f you. Yeah, that seems to be a bit much. But they're trying to figure out the format. I'm just I uh, looking. We had more to yell about. I don't we know. Do, we do, but we're at 42 more. minutes. We had a oh, good we gotta run. Go. I got to, yeah, we had a good and run. Because you, you, you know why, Abe? We're here for a good time, not a long time. That's right. And some would say we There's spent too long on golf. Say. And if you did think that, then you know mm-hmm. what. There's a lot we of did pod- no name dropping. There's we a did lot of no name dropping. Right. There's a lot of well, podcasts I mean, out there. Go listen to them. I thought we it was did no a, humble brags. I thought it was a funny discussion of Spieth telling Greller, "I will really want to buy those jet skis," and That's Greller funny. said, "Fuck it, just buy." It them. sounded like a quarterback and a coordinator going back and forth a little bit. When are we playing golf on the record? Let's go. That's a good question. Hey, speaking of, and I should find this here on the fly. Uh, I saw a clip of Peyton Manning completely ripping his offensive line on social media. Oh. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the Ed Reed, Reggie Wayne, Peyton Manning brother love story? No. It's a good one. Here we go. Uh, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. got a lot of things playing right now. What are Uh-oh. we doing? Let's close that out. Let's close Fred that Norris. out. Let's close that out. Where's Fred Norris? All right. Southern, and they know that 
uh, they have to be on the same page for Tony it to work. Uh, but at mm. the same time, you got two very smart guys who uh, we need to be running the ball. Hard to hear yes. that because it's a shitty copy. But he's like, God damn it, stop calling the plays, Jeff. You know? He's like, we got to run the ball. He's like, we will run the ball. But if it's a run, fucking block. Yes. All right, we'll talk about that more another time. Glenny, good to talk to you as always, my friend. We'll chat soon. Thanks, Xavier. See you, buddy. All right, that is a wrap for today. Thank you for listening and downloading. I enjoyed the hell out of today's podcast. If you did as well, tell a few friends, recommend it, rate and review, do all that other good stuff. In the meantime, have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time. Winning season has officially returned, and with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a seasoned better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.